You know, for a long time, I meant to try Pete's coffee, but just never gave it a chance. But ever since I did, I have a hard time settling on anything less. And there's something to say about a coffee company with such rich history and devotion to bring you that perfect brew. Since Alfred Pete opened his first coffee bar in 1966, Pete's has selectively sourced the finest beans in the world, carefully calibrating each roast by hand and crafting each beverage with the utmost care. Pete's aims to produce fresh from the roaster's coffee delivered directly to your door, sourcing the top 1% of coffee beans, roasted by hand to unlock each bean's potential, and delivering it to you fresh to bring you the perfect cup. With over 30 flavor varieties in both gourmet coffees and teas, like Vietnam Lotus Bold, Major Dickinson's Blend, and Arabian Mocha Java, you are sure to find the right flavor to start your day. And they even come in K-Cups for those of you who live life on the go. Check out all the varieties of Pete's has to offer by following the link in the show notes below. And starting August 30th, you can take advantage of their Labor Day sale and get yourself 20% off anything on their site by using promo code LABORDAY20 at checkout. This offer is valid through September 5th. That's promo code LABORDAY20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase this Labor Day. But why not do one better? Use promo code NEWSUB30 at checkout and you get yourself 30% off of a new subscription to Pete's Coffee. That's right. All the delicious coffee you could want delivered right to your door each and every month without you ever having to worry about running low. What more could you ever need? That's promo code NEWSUB30 for 30% off your subscription. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. My name is Leah Diana. And today, with my boyfriend and co-host, Sean Tatro, we will be winding back the reels to 1977. A Japanese schoolgirl and six of her classmates travel to her aunt's countryside home, which turns out to be haunted. In. House. Let's get into it. House. I see in your eyes where tomorrow is hiding in my heart. There's a bell ringing loud at the touch of your 
しくて怖いのよ日の光がTo set us off here by saying a f- couple of things. Why? <laughs> Why? Why is this happening? What are we doing? What is going on? <laughs> so we had time to kind of let this movie sit. We didn't immediately record because we had plans that we had to take care of today. Yeah. They were kind of like last minute plans, you know, but it was nice. We definitely let this one sink in, and boy, oh fucking boy, was this a ride. So one of the things I read on the internet about this movie is this was an experimental comedy horror movie in Japan. Experimental should be in all caps, quotation marks, and several different colors, because this movie was a ride. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. The mile, I can't, I cannot describe to you so, the ride we went on. <laughs> and that might be partially due to the fact that the co-writer on this movie was a 12-year-old girl. But we're going to get into that. Yeah. So today we watched 1977's House. This was directed by I'm going to try my best to say these this name correctly Nobuhiko Obayashi That's pretty good I'm going to let you say who stars in this movie All right so let me bring up cuz note to all watching Leah is far better with Asian names than I will ever be It's not a talent I swear Uh starring Kimiko Ikami Miki Jinbo I Mat Tubara, Kumiko Oba, Meiko Sato, Eriko Tanaka, and Masayo Miyoki, and Yoko Minahama. I'm not even better than you are. I'm better <laughs> yeah. at Korean. Guys. I wouldn't have gotten I'm past sorry. the second one. Um, this is put up by Toho Company. Originally released July 30th, 1977. Yes. We don't have any information on budget or what it no. brought in. Uh, it looks like there is a little bit of information, but you probably have most of it. I'm going to let you kind of go into some of the more juicy details that you found. Did you find any details? Yeah. So I, I found out, like, this movie was a very strange experience for, I think, the both of us. Yes. It was really hard to follow. It was very... I, like, I got the gist of it, but it was very all over the place. It felt very wacky and... 
I even described it in my notes at one point that it, it feels it's almost presented like a cartoon at times and like it feels things feel very overly falsified or overacted and weird. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a live action anime in some ways. Like, I mean, we have a lot of those now. We have a lot of live action remakes and none of them touch this. No, None of them. I'm talking like back in the day types of animes, like things like uh, Ranma or um, Lupin. Lupin, yeah, Slayers, like uh, where it was a little bit yeah. exaggerated all the time. And I, I think a lot of that came from the fact that apparently the script for this was partially inspired by Obayashi's then 12 year old daughter. Um, she at one point, I guess, told him about a fear that she had that the mirror she used would eat her. Okay. And apparently she also came up with a lot of the deaths in the movie. Like she, they were based on things that she had thought of and he just kind of adapted all of this stuff into this story. Oh, I have questions for this girl. (laughs) I have so many questions. I'm looking over uh, this director's kind of credits. He has a lot of movies, like a lot. He pioneered Japanese experimental films before transitioning into more well-knowns. This was his big movie that garnered a cult following. So this was one of his bigger movies that he did, which is... What? Um, (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) I didn't do a play-by-play of this movie, did you? No. I was... It was too hard to Yeah, I was trying so hard to follow this movie. Now, I kind of... I've watched a lot of Japanese cinema. I've watched a lot of Japanese anime, live actions. I kind of understood a little more how to follow it. And I kind of got some of the comedy aspects of it, but the horror aspects were laughable. Yes, and I actually might have an, a reason for that. Okay. And I, it's not so much a reason. Like, when I while we were watching this, I started to try and do some research to kind of figure out what I was watching and, like, understand it better. Mm. And one of the things I came across was a Weird Watch article written by Eric Fuchs. Uh, He wrote this in May of 2016, and I'm just going to kind of read a little snippet from it here. Okay. He says, most people assume that horror needs to be serious. Just think, what is more serious than fear? Laughing is supposed to be a happy emotion. Fear is one of the least enjoyable emotions. Yet horror and humor are natural companions. They're both dealing with the absurd, the unexplainable. Something unnatural or unthinkable is occurring, and whether one laughs or screams often depends on the execution. There's something deliciously perverse about the line right between the terrifying and the silly. The reason clowns are so scary is because they're funny. Think of it this way. It's bad enough to be eaten by a monster, but what if that monster was laughing while doing it? I think that kind of sums up the tone of this. You're essentially taking... This movie essentially takes the absurd and try and pushes it towards a a horror plot, but it's so absurd that it's just hilarious to watch. Is it bad that I wasn't I wasn't disturbed and I understood it more because it was funny? No, I think that's partially the intention. And because it was a Japanese film, to me, it made more sense. Like if this was an American film. Fuck no. I'd be like, no, no, no. no. 
It's because it was Japanese. And that's the thing. Like you can watch something like this in jet, like as a Japanese film, because you know what that culture is like. Yeah. In film, in animation, in, like you, you get that their their tone is much more lighthearted than we make here. Yeah. If you try to do the same thing here, it would be laughed out of town. Like it would, it would just be people would bastardize the filmmaker and they'd never be heard from again. Exactly. Watching this for me was kind of like, okay, I get why they're doing it this way. Hmm. It fits in with most of the other stuff they were making at that time. It definitely doesn't play as well here. <laughs> Honestly, it's surprising you say that because it says here that it received negative reviews but was a box office hit in Japan. It received a wide release in 2009 and 2010 in North America where it received more favorable reviews and has been a cult-followed movie since. This is a bigger cult following in America than it is in Japan. It is, but it also did better in Japan when it initially released. True. I think this is definitely one of those things that like people here would find once they released it see how ridiculous it is and then tell all their friends and then they would tell their friends and then there would be watch parties for it like it's so off the wall that people are gonna flock to it yeah with all of that being said i will say one thing about this movie this made more sense to me than some of the other international films that i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of like japanese films korean films taiwanese films you know this made more sense to me than those. If that may, if that's weird or not, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm fucked up in the head. I think we all are. I think <laughs> the two of us more than a lot of other people. But, you know, that's a discussion for another day. Some noteworthy things about this movie. Uh, it's presented in a 4-3 aspect ratio, which is, at that time, was television standard. I thought that was charming. Because we just watched The Labyrinth, which was letter, which was the letter box. No. Widescreen. Yeah. It was widescreen. This was not. This was just a normal aspect ratio. I liked this being that because it felt like one of those cheesy after school television shows you watch. And that's yeah. what made it better for me, in my opinion. Honestly, I don't think that was like a choice because this movie is also the first Japanese film to use video effects. So it's, I think it was kind of a case where they. The budget was low. They kind of had to shoot it they how had, they shot yeah, it. Yeah, they had to u utilize what they had. Yeah. And a lot of my notes, like, before I knew that it was the first movie to ever use those types of effects and everything, were about how the movie is using all of these basic, what are now very basic effects. It's using, like, iris wipes and shifting transitions. It uses like stock video elements at certain times, yeah, freeze frames, yeah. compositing, the tons and tons of compositing shots. And if you don't know what a compositing shot is, it's essentially where they shoot something usually on a blue or green screen. They key out the, the background mm. and they composite that image over another image. And they do that so much throughout this movie. It is crazy. It is insane how basic it is, but it's it's insane how genuine it feels, too. No, what's insane is the fact that they stop-motion animated a live actor at one point. Look, there are, this movie has its problems, but I really think I'm going to go to bat for this movie. 
I might. I mean, it's got a lot of charming elements. I'll give you that. It's got a lot of highly stylized lighting that I, I really enjoyed. It In a lot of ways, it's ahead of its time. Yeah. Like, I, I almost felt like they approached this movie with the mindset of, we're going to be the ones to use all these new and incredible effects that we have at our fingertips. Mm. There's a reason that nobody does this, <laughs> but... I, I commend them for trying. I felt like they used a lot of modern techniques. They blended it with some old ones where they, you had a whole scene that was like a flashback into black and white with an old oh, yeah, film yep. look. That looked really cool. The score for the film was is now infamous. Yeah. To the point where I've never seen this movie before today. But and, you knew the music. But I, I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I recognize this music. Mm-hmm. I had heard it somewhere else. It's incredible it's so simple but it's very haunting i feel like it could have been taken more seriously if there's no comedy aspect in it because the music really did make it a very different movie yeah i agree like i don't know i think the i think the comedy gives it something though like it definitely sets it apart from anything else you might see it gives it that japanese flair yeah and like this movie, it does some things that are just so off the wall that I, I, I'm i having a hard time even putting it into words. It chooses to not give any of its characters names. They all have nicknames. They all, like, Gorgeous, Fantasy, Mac, Sweetie, Pref, Profe, Prof, Prof, for professor, professor, Kung Fu. Kung Fu. But they all had reasons. Gorgeous was because she was very pretty. Fantasy because she always had her head in the clouds. Mac because, and I was so mad, because she was fat. She was not fucking fat. She was not fat. fat. She wasn't even close. She was nope. barely chubby. She, she <laughs> because all the other girls were twiglets and she was not, she was, looked more athletic. Kung Fu and her looked about the same, only Kung Fu was taller. Mac had a, round, a little bit rounder she face. Had, she had mochi cheeks, as I call them. The push, push, push. You want to poke them. You want mochi. Like, yeah. Some of my friends will understand you've got squeezable cheeks. I have those cheeks. I'm fat, though. Like, But just when they were like, oh, we call her Mac because, you know, she's fat. But you call one of them Kung Fu because she's good at martial arts, but yet... Her hair is more curled and stylized, and she's wearing more makeup than all the rest of them. By the way, they showed off kung fu so much throughout this movie. Every goddamn moment they got, they broke into a stylized kung fu sequence where she was batting away flying objects. And let me tell you, kung fu's death in this movie was my fucking favorite. That's because it comes up at the point in the movie where everything is just pure chaos, and you have no idea what's going on. So, we're going to try our best to run through this movie, like, sequential, but I really think we should touch upon each girl's death and Uh, all the weird shit that happens, really. I'll fucking try my best, man. So, (laughs) this movie opens up very whimsical in a Japanese school where two girls are talking about what they're doing for their summer vacation because it's, you know, it's May, it's summer vacation time, they're getting ready to do their whole thing. I'm going to stop you right there already. He's already, we're not <laughs> even into the first five minutes of the movie and he's stopping me, guys. So that this part, I don't I don't understand Japanese culture sometimes, I, I, so maybe Lay I'm misreading it, but this felt so homoerotic in a lot of ways. And I mean this in the female sense but like they come out of the school and it's all dreamy and and then they they like embrace each other and they're 
They're like staring into each other's eyes as they're telling each other guess, what they're going to do. I guess this is... Okay, so you might understand what I mean when I say this, but a lot of people might not. This is very fan service This is a movie for that was aimed towards men. Honestly, I believe so. There, okay. <laughs> if you think of this as a fan service movie, what's one thing that a lot of men love about Japanese culture? Japanese schoolgirls. Yeah. The little all school. Right. They all looked like fucking Sailor Moon. I do yeah. not know if Sailor Moon was out in 1977. I do not believe so. They were all dressed in that like in that stereotypical Japanese schoolgirl. Yeah. And they were all very close. You know, there weren't a lot of boys. I didn't see any boys in the school. I think it might have been all girls' school. They were talking about, oh, this 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 guy's dreamly. This guy's manly and handsome. None of the men they were talking about were handsome at all. But <laughs> Japanese standards are different than American standards. So True. I'm not knocking it. You know, he in another culture, this Mr. Uh, Toga, Tonga, whatever he was. I still don't know what the fucking point of him was. I still think he was supposed to be the chaperone, but why would they have a cha- male chaperone and, and girls mm. going to... We're, uh, we're going to complain, but I'm still going to bat for this one, kids. So it's very dream sequence-like. You learn that Gorgeous is supposed to be going to visit her aunt. And she's going alone, but she was going with her dad. Now, all of her other friends are supposed to be going to a training camp. I don't know what kind of training camp. I don't know where they were, but there were six girls that were going. And when Gorgeous goes home, her dad just returns because he's a he's a director. He does filming. Gee, it mirrors the director. Um, he comes home from Italy, but he brings his new fiance. And Gorgeous is told, this will be your new mom. I'd like you guys to get along. And of course, like all teenagers in all movies that we've watched today, like The Labyrinth, she does a stop, stop, slam into her bedroom and says it's not fair, basically. Before you go on. Stopping uh, me number two. Uh, no, this one's actually for effect. Okay. Um, so one thing that I would like to preface about this movie is that this movie is populated by a bunch of women, a bunch of young women. Nearly all of these actresses that appear in the film are largely untrained or inexperienced in terms of acting. Uh, Most of them were models, things like that. The only true veteran actor was the aunt was the auntie yes the aunt was a true veteran actress so performances aside <laughs> i think they did pretty well uh they they did fine i think gorgeous did well they were fan serviceable gorgeous was still pretty good i think gorgeous did a good job and i think i think fantasy did a good job because it was supposed to be the one who is being haunted and then the girl that you're like oh you're just crazy you're just insane now, I will say some of the performances were fucking terrible. And all I have to say to you is watermelon. What about the watermelon? Everything wrong about that watermelon. Um, So we learned that Gorgeous is now, Gorgeous now has a stepmom. We're going to have a stepmom. And the way they presented this stepmom was the stereotypical like beautiful woman with her hair billowing and the wind like this woman had a wind, had to have a wind machine follow her at all times with this white scarf and she was beautiful Literally every second she's every on single, screen and she's only on screen for about five or ten minutes total but there is a powerful way wind. less than that way, <laughs> way less than i mean i'm two <laughs> two minutes no like, there was, was longer nothing. than two ah <laughs> uh, but after um, Gorgeous goes into her bedroom, we learn that Gorgeous's mom, 
Gorgeous's mom died two, uh, eight years prior. We don't know the circumstances, but we know that she came from a small village. And, you know, she's very upset that, you know, mom, dad disappointed us. He has a new woman in, in his life. Da, 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 da. And now she learns that her stepmom wants to come with them on vacation. So now I don't know how it happens, but Gorgeous just happens to invite six of her friends with her to her aunt's estate on vacation. And she writes a letter to her aunt saying, oh, I hope you don't mind. I'm bringing six of my girlfriends with me. I hope that's okay." And the aunt was like, oh, yeah, sure. That's great. Come on down. Clue number one, creepy old aunt invites all of you with no problem and no, no problem with a short notice. There's something wrong with this woman right there. Right, right there. You want seven fucking crazy ass teenage girls in your house for the summer? I don't wish that upon my enemies. No. Teenage girls are scary. People run. I know I was one. (laughs) But um, then it goes to there are there. This white cat appears in Gorgeous's house. This beautiful white Persian cat. She names it Blanco or Blanche. Names it Blanche. Blanche is white is translates to white. So it's like, oh, you name the cat white. Very interesting. What were you going to say? You looked, uh... The cat just appeared? I th- yes. I just assumed that it was her cat. Nope. The cat appeared. And the I must aunt, have missed that. And the aunt says, at the end, I sent Blanc to you. Or I sent Blanc to get you. She explains that oh, at some okay. point. But yeah, the the cat actually... That's why the cat is all over the house. Well, that's where one of the things that I just didn't quite understand because I thought it was just her cat. And then it was just fucking no, because she's supernatural all oh, of a sudden. Oh, Kitty, where did you come from? Oh, okay. And the cat just hung out with her. Well, I thought that was more of like, oh, you weren't here a second ago. Where did you come from? Kind of a oh. thing. Oh, no, cat just showed up. Wasn't her cat? Was her aunt's? Oh, does that make the story any better? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fucking beautiful. It's rare to see Sean sitting here going, oh, my head hurts and I hate you. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, our, my notes are, what the hell did I watch? Today uh, Today on our episode of Angsty Teenage Dreams, experimental is right. What the fuck? What the hell is happening? That's literally, this is a fucking trip. I don't have real notes, guys. Sorry. No, I, don't, I don't have much here. Um, but... So the girls go on to the train and they head to the aunt's small town or small village. Um, and there's really nobody around. There's a watermelon salesman. That's basically it. I saw well, nothing take else. A, they take a bus out to this point. Oh, they take a bus. And you laughed your ass off because oh there's a billboard God. when so, they get off the bus. So, yeah, I was I was kind of losing my mind at this point because <laughs> I'm watching. I was paying attention a lot to the effects mm. throughout. So, like, even early on, there's a bunch of, like, things that I noticed. Like, at the very uh, beginning when you're at her house and she mm-hmm. runs in to her dad and they have this weird fucking daddy moment <laughs> daddy it's very clearly a set yes and like the background is a matte painting like and on the a sky very piss poor matte painting at that and I was, I was like <laughs> I was laughing at that and then like I'm, I'm watching like all the there's like repl- sky replacements and a bunch of other shit to just make it that look a little better, I guess. Oh, now I get why you were losing your mind. Never and mind. Okay. We get to this bus scene. So they're in the bus. You see them riding along, and the background is very clearly fake. And then they pull up to this thing, and the background is a painting. 
Yes. They're all getting off the bus and then it cuts to a wide shot and they're in front of this beautiful vista and then the bus pulls away and you see that there's a painting of that exact view behind the bus. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is the point And then I noticed that? that the clouds and everything on the painting were the clouds and everything that were in the background. It was exact. It was the exact same image. It was like, why is this here? <laughs> What's going on? There was something on the sign in Japanese that I I cannot read. Um, Hiragana, Katakana, I don't know which one it is. I cannot read Japanese alphabet at all. It takes years to learn enough kanji to read a Japanese alphabet or the Japanese alphabet. I, I have no idea what that said. I would like to deep dive on what that said because I, hopefully it says beautiful views or something like that on the painting and then behind you is the same as Oh my God. It's like, why have it? Just put a plaque. Oh my God. <laughs> Take a picture here instead of, this is the view you can see. Look around the painting. It's right there. Just, just put a sign. Just put a sign that says beautiful vista. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> You were losing your... Ugh. I was dying because it's just oh, so stupid. Me. You were losing your shit so much that I'm like, do we need to pause this? Are you okay? Oh. And then they get off the bus there and they have to trek what looks like 10 miles through the woods over a tiny covered, a tiny bridge through like this scary haunted forest. Then they end up at a watermelon salesman in the middle of the fair. Yeah. I don't understand that scene. I really don't understand well, the ending with that scene. Yeah, no, we'll yeah, get to we'll that. Get there. But that scene basically exists to point them towards the house, That's which it. is what looks like another ten miles through treacherous jungle, <laughs> up on a hill. You're telling me that bus couldn't get any fucking closer? Apparently not. Or did that billboard say "Do not go here"? This is haunted or something? We don't go down that. We road. don't go down that road. <laughs> There wasn't enough pets for the pet cemetery, so they couldn't put up the light, the, the sign. Oh. So, all the girls get to the house. And from here, it is chaos. It is it is utter chaos. I, I, something I want to mention is that, like, up until this point, the movie has moved at a pretty fast pace. It's pretty it's pretty quick. Like, everything is just... Bah, 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 and then happening. we get to the house, and it, like, it feels like time slows. Because if you notice, from they get in the house, it's dusk. And from when this is over, it's morning. So this is over like a 10 to 12 hour period, this movie, yes. when they get to the aunt's house. So they get there, and the aunt's outside uh, to greet them. She's in a wheelchair. She can't walk. She's very frail. She's very old. They roll her into the house, which looks decrepit. Which, by the way, this actress is very much not old at this no. point. <laughs> Honestly, this woman looks like she's fucking my age. She's like almost in her 40s. That's what she looks like to me. But all these young girls are young, like very young. Like maybe I would say with the nature of what was in this film, they better have all been 18. Oh, they had to. I'm sure they were like 18, 19, 20. I hope that. so, because there is one scene where I'm like, um, how old is this chick? Yeah. The So a couple of things I want to mention here is like now that we're getting into the house itself. Yeah. Um, they started to implement some weird shit once they get into the house, which is to be expected because the movie's about a haunted house. Yeah. First thing was that the the second they walk into the house, I don't know if it was just me, maybe it was because of the 
the Japanese nature of everything, but like they walk in, the door makes this really loud creaking sound, and it almost sounded like they overlaid like a girl moan. <laughs> Did you understand why? No. Okay. I don't know if it was actually there if I was yes. just hearing things. So yes, it was actually there, and this is how I understood why this was. Every single inanimate object in that place is haunted by the spirit of an unmarried girl. Oh, wow. I missed that. You missed... Okay. So that was the whole point, is when... Spoiler alert. We're going to kill the whole movie at this point, but the yeah. reason... <laughs> fuck this movie. You don't need really to. watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. Just it's watch fun. it to understand. But the reason why the door, when it opened, it moaned is because every inanimate object is haunted by an unmarried girl. The whole point of the aunt is after she passed away, she kept living. She's a spirit. She's a... She's she's like um the grudge. She's one of those spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She never had a she never fulfilled what she wanted to in life. So now if an unmarried woman or girl comes through that door, she must kill her to survive as a ghost. Oh. So seven young women coming into her house that are unmarried, she's set. That makes so much more sense. So every single inanimate object is a girl that's being ha- that that was taken. Okay. So in order for those spirits to continue, they have to kill these unmarried women. So if you notice, the aunt really only went after the niece. Yeah. She kind of, you know, ate Mac, but that's besides the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she only really went after the niece, and she took over the niece. But the niece at the end said, my friends are going to wake up soon, and when they wake up, they will be hungry. It's because all of her friends are now encompassed in this house. Yeah. So that's why when you said it sounded like, yes, the door did moan. It is a girl. That's f- I thought I was hearing things. No, because anytime they touch something or move something, it made a noise, a laugh, a giggle, a cry, a moan. See, I thought most of that was just for effect. No, and I got that- I got that by midway through the movie going, oh, oh, that, this house is full of spirits. Okay. It's not just the aunt. The aunt is the main spirit, and all of these girls are encompassed in. That's why she was like, oh, the refrigerator's broken. It's not working. There's no girl in the refrigerator yet. That makes so much more fucking yep. sense now. Why, when she was in the in the um, onsen, why... Is the on- onsen's the Japanese word, right? Not the Korean? No. No fucking idea. Onsen's Japanese. I'm really sorry. I'm going to get some <laughs> words mixed up here. When the girl was in the onsen bathing, that's why the hair encompassed her. It wasn't the aunt. It was another girl haunting that bathtub to take her. But it ended up she didn't take her because that was that was for the aunt. She couldn't take her. Okay. Huh. All right. It makes so, a little more sense when you understand. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's how I interpreted it. Because when they put the watermelon in the well, the well didn't have anything haunting it. Once she took, once she tried to get that watermelon out, now Mac is haunting that well because that's where Mac is now. Yeah. When the girl got eaten by the piano, she was eaten by another spirit. That's why it didn't completely accept her. Um, when sweet got eaten by the mattresses that's why she's in the clock now because she's haunting the clock okay yeah all right that actually helps a lot (laughs) so it kind of like okay when he says a lot it may be like two or three percent of an understanding yeah this movie is i could be i could get schooled by somebody who knows this movie better and i could be wrong but that like 
so that's not the only thing that like started to happen that was weird. Yes. Like, so I, I noticed that when they first walk in, and then while they're talking to the aunt, there's this. At one point, there's this one shot. Mm-hmm. It's of all the girls. The aunt is in the middle in the wheelchair, and they're all talking. And it's like suddenly the frame rate changes in the middle of the shot. So like everything's moving just fluidly, like mm. as it would, and then suddenly it's like somebody changed the frame rate on the camera, and the the aunt is like moving a little bit, and she her movements are stuttered, and then it goes right back to normal, and it's like what the fuck just happened? And that's not the only time this happens. I think that's meant because the aunt isn't alive. Maybe. I I think I mean yeah I think the aunt isn't alive right there and then so maybe that's I didn't see I didn't catch that I caught it when she was like doing like those weird dancing moves see those were like it was emphasized yeah this it happens in the middle of a single take so it like makes no sense why it would happen unless they fucked up on like putting the tapes together maybe I don't know like it's so weird I, I don't know I feel like they made so many strange and crazy decisions throughout this movie. I know. And all of it, I'm sure, has meaning, but it just... There's a a part where the cat gets thrown into the frame. Oh, and you literally can see somebody just hopping the cat at the lady, and you're like... It's like, that didn't jump. You Somebody threw him. Yeah, that that lady definitely uh, hummed that, that, uh, that child. Not child, hum that cat. Oh, that was another one that I noticed. It's in these early moments when they start kind of looking around the house. Hmm. But you start to see things in the frame randomly moving a little. Yes. And it's like so simple. It's like, uh, I think the first one's like the lid of a basket like shifts. Yep. And it's very, it's right in front of the camera. This happens. So it's not a mistake. And then you see like other things like uh, the the next one that I noted was when the girl's rinsing the dishes and she's like, oh, I'm thirsty. And she fills the glass. The water turns to blood and she drinks it and doesn't notice. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. I was like, you. And it's like, what the hell? Like these little things keep happening, but nobody sees them happening. And my assumption was, oh, it's. It's the spirits in the house. They're, like, moving things. It's kind of your indication. But it's weird that they don't draw any attention to it. Hmm. I guess maybe you have to watch this multiple times to catch everything. Maybe. Maybe that was the intention. They were hoping for rewatchability. I did notice that they got that patented Spielberg warp zoom in there. What did I tell you? What did I say when I was like, oh, you did you perk with that? Did you perk with that zoom? Um, I like this fact. The film was commissioned by Toho Studios in reaction to the success of a foreign horror film like Jaws and designed to be a d- domestic reflection of the successful Western films of the genre. I didn't see Western anywhere near uh, this. No, and Jaws? I mean, the only Jaws moment was all the blood in that room at one point. I mean, I guess. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's, like, any other... Oh, Mac Nick Mac's nickname is stomach is is short for stomach. It's not a pwn for Big Big Mac. 
Yeah, but they say in dialogue that yeah something about Big Macs. So I can understand the misconception. Uh, there's not a lot of interesting fun facts in this. No. Literally in my notes, I reached a point where I just said, I give up. This whole fucking thing just feels like a wacky film school experiment. It, honestly, <laughs> it does feel like a wacky film experiment, but it's not an experiment I hate. No, I, I can't say that I hated this. It's just so fucking out there. I mean, it's supposed to be out there. And from what you ju- just described to me with the, the many ghosts in the house, like that makes it make a little more sense. Mm. And maybe if I watched it again, I I would pick up on more knowing that. Yeah. But like going into this blind, I was just like, what the fuck am yeah, I watching? It, when the girls are all together in the beginning, they're fine. But it's when the girls start to separate, do bad things happen? Yeah. Like Matt goes first and then Sweet... Um, and it, it just, it, it's almost laughable how predictable the movie gets at some points. Like fantasy starts going crazy and you're like, oh, she's the fucking nutty one that's going to survive till the end. You know? I will say that it looked really good. Yes. For a fucking, what, almost 50 year old movie? Yeah. So it's worth noting that we, we watched the... Criterion collection release. I made, I bought that one specifically so you had a Criterion collection Blu-ray. This is yes. This is actually Criterion collection number five thirty-nine. Yep. Because Criterion numbers all of their spines, they which do. is the coolest fucking thing ever. I would love <laughs> to have all of the Criterion movies. Oh, that. That would be a beautiful That would be another collection. section of the archive. They would be like, do you want to see the Criterion section? Maybe someday. Someday be <clears throat> never. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But yes, this is a very, very good transfer of a movie that has no real business being looking this good. I mean, honestly, I've got to say... I want to watch this again. I want to watch this on VHS. 
Good luck, mister. How I'm, much money do you think that that cost me almost $45? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look. I'm going to see if I can find one. Oh, like, it would be really cool to own this on VHS. I think that would be a more enjoyable watch. All right. While we're, well, I'm, I want to see if I want to see if it's possible to find this on VHS. So I think you should go into the first kills of the movie. Okay, so yeah, each of the there's no deaths in this movie that are like the same as another. No, they're all extremely different. They're all extremely inventive. They're all very, very, very creative, and knowing that. A child helped come up with them is kind of off-putting, to say the least. I mean, children's imaginations are incredible. I think the first death of the movie was Max, right? Yes. Which, her actual death, I'm pretty sure, happens off-screen. I don't remember actually no, seeing there, it. No, it, it is off-screen. There is no... um. There's no uh, film on screen. There's no death for her on screen. But suddenly one of the girls goes out to the the well, I think, to get the watermelon or check on the one or they hear something in the well. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. And they go to pull up the watermelon because for some reason they stored it in the well. Because the fridge was... The fridge, the fridge was work. broken. Yeah. All right. So. so... But when they pull it up, they end up pulling up Max's severed head which then essentially leaps out of her hands bites her on the ass and then when she runs away it vomits blood and rolls back into the well it was so weird it was such an odd scene (sighs) found it did you? yep $230 on Japanese eBay right now. Holy shit. That's a bit pricey. Free shipping, though. (laughs) That would be the most expensive Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray, VHS that I I own if I were to buy it. Oh, my God. The uh, the seller has nothing but negative feedback. Oh, great. (laughs) Maybe because he's overpricing VHS tapes. Maybe because he's a piece of shit. Sorry. Oh my god, the 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 images for this is completely different from what we have now. Yeah, it's that end image of just the house with the tongue, like the evil house with the <laughs> tongue stretched out, which is the closing credits, by yes. the way. Oh my god, who was the second death of the movie? Second death was sweet, where she was cleaning the house. Was this the pillows? Yeah. Oh, no, mattresses. She was killed by um, mattresses. These are ma- those were mattresses? So, because Japanese mattresses are weird. They don't have, like, a lot of traditional old ones aren't like what we have. It's a rolled up mat on the floor. It's oh, one of you're the, right. Yeah. I, it's not a, it's not a katsu. That katsu is, is a breaded chicken or pork thing the actual name doesn't matter my friends please don't kill me i forget (laughs) all of my japanese stuff because i got into k-pop a few years ago and all of my japanese information is jumbled with korean some people who are learning second languages understand that i think with an english brain i think with an american you speak english brain so when i'm trying to remember words i've gotten to the point where i know certain japanese words or certain korean words i don't remember the english word it's getting to that point where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's um, Sundubujige. 
And people are like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like the, the white stuff and it's in a clay bowl and people are like, tofu? Tofu soup? Yes, yeah, tofu soup. But you can't get out of that like you learn something in another culture. So now I've gotten to the point where I'm starting to relearn a lot of English stuff. And now I can't remember the Japanese stuff that I learned years ago. Jesus. Uh, look. All right, so Sweet gets killed by mattresses. Yes, so she was cleaning up. She got, so she was cleaning up the floors and then she got distracted by a doll. And when she went in there, the mattresses and blankets and pillows fell down on top of her. And Fantasy was like, oh, I can hear, I can hear Sweet screaming. I can hear Sweet screaming. And Melody was playing the piano and Melody's like the thing on the piano fell and hit Melody's finger. And she's like, oh, it almost like the piano bit me. Foreshadow. Um, so Fantasy went to go find out where Sweet was and hears her screaming in a room and she can't get in there. So when all the other girls show up, like all it is is just mattresses and pillows and blankets and shit. And then they're pulling out Sweet's clothes. Like, oh, I found her bra. I found her panties. I found her shirt. Like, was she just running around the house naked? Like, where is she? Oh, she's probably doing something. It's fine. We'll find her. And Fantasy's like, no, she was just in here screaming. Like, now she's not. And Max missing. Oh, she probably went to go find food. She's fine. Like, Fantasy's the only one like, what is wrong with you people? Something's wrong. And then Gorgeous was in the onsen. She was in the, the, the onsen bath thank you she was in the bath and she gets out and she goes upstairs <laughs> we thought you were just gonna start screaming into the bike like ah! <laughs> um she goes upstairs finds her aunt's room and starts like going through her aunt's room and gets cursed or possessed through the mirror and now her aunt has just possessed her body oh and the other thing we need to talk about is at one point fantasy was watching the aunt eat the watermelon and she had Max's eye in her mouth and she kept opening it and looking at her and stuff and Fantasy's going fucking crazy. And then the aunt disappears into the refrigerator and starts dancing with her shoes off on a beam. I don't know. I don't understand. Like It was like, okay, I ate one of the girls. I have energy again. Now I'm going to go haunt my my niece. Why am I here? <laughs> I don't understand any of this. I'm telling you, our frustration is not because this movie sucks. Our frustration is you need to watch this multiple times and may never understand it. Oh my but god! But it's 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 a fucking trip. So what's the next step? Oh my god! Don't troll to me, Mister. <laughs> no one knows what troll two is yet. They all oh, know what god. troll two is. Oh, They're just god. terrified that we're gonna get to it at some point. We are gonna get to it at some point. <sighs> uh, but we have to watch the first troll to get to the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sweet sweet dies, gorgeous gets possessed. So it's Kung Fu, Fantasy, Pro uh, Professor, and Melody that are going through the house like, okay, we believe you, something might be wrong. So Gorgeous comes downstairs and goes, oh, I'm going to call the police and see if I can get a hold of them. If you notice when she takes off the receiver, the receiver is screaming, help me, help me, get me out of here. Like, what are you doing? That's people in the house trying to escape. See, like, so many things make more sense now. (laughs) Like, if you don't, like, that, I didn't understand at that point. I was like, 
Why is the phone screaming, help me, call the police, help me, get me out of here? I don't understand that. It wasn't until, and this is this is where I realized it, it wasn't until Melody's death, when Melanie was playing the piano and you see the piano taking over her and like eating her. And she's laughing while she's being eaten because she's being possessed by the person in there. Yeah. That I was like, oh, and then remember when Fantasy said even the goldfish aren't alive because the goldfish are possessed by dead girls. Jesus fucking Christ. So how, who knows how many young women have been killed in this house? Now, I just read a book called Nothing But Black and Teeth yeah. that is almost along the same lines as this movie but it was a very dark book. It was, and if anybody who wants to read this book, I re- recommend it. It's only about 130 pages. It's a very short book, but it's based off a Japanese myth that when, um, the myth is, and I'm not a hundred percent sure of it is if a woman, if a woman is betrothed to be married and her betrothed dies, she will haunt that place, but she has to keep taking the souls of unmarried to survive as a ghost. And I think it's kind of along the same lines. The one that I just read was very dark, very gruesome, very, very bad, where they have to make sacrifices for it to keep going. I feel like this is along the same lines, but only they played with it a little more and had a lighthearted kind of horror spin to it, where it wasn't gruesome, nasty, and terrifying because you could remake this movie and make it fucking terrifying you'd make it a lot more of a slow burn. This actually goes into our, how would you remake it? So I'll wait for that. But yeah, but this is a very longstanding kind of folk tale, I believe in Japanese culture about um, women that are betrothed to marry and they lose their love. And at the end, it did have like one hell of a message about, you know, being connected with love and always having those people that you love around you. So it was a sweet message at the end, but a fucked up way to get there. Uh, Melody gets eaten by a piano. I can't describe the scene where Melody gets eaten by a piano. It has really bad green screen. It is fucking funny as hell. And then at the end, only the tips of her fingers are still playing the piano. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And then we get to the best death in this entire fucking thing. So now Melody's gone. So Fantasy Professor and Kung Fu are trying to find a way to get out of the house. And they realize they're trapped. They can't. The house has sealed itself. They can't get out of this house. So Kung Fu is trying her best to ward off. Now, does that scene make more sense that all the things were attacking them because it was other spirits? Yeah. So all the stuff in the house starts attacking these girls. And it's the spirits of other other people. So Kung Fu's like doing her little Kung Fu moves, trying to keep all the stuff away from the other two girls. And Kung Fu's like, I'll get out. I'll call people. And when she went to go make the call, it was people screaming. And then the phone tries to strangle her. So she escapes and gets out of there and gets out of the way. And Professor finds the aunt's diary upstairs at one point and is reading it, reading it and finding out that the aunt died many years ago. The power is in the cat's painting. I cannot tell you where we got to that conclusion because there was so much chaos. I couldn't pay attention to the story. No, and throughout the movie, you they show the cat off a lot and they always do the green eye glint of the cat. Yeah. But they never tell you anything about why the cat is important. Yeah, they don't. And All you know is the cat's important and 
the cat painting needs to be destroyed in order to release the power or something like that. So Kung Fu tries to do that. She tries to, it gets in the room and then the ceiling light electrocutes her and eats her. It, it comes down on her head, starts electrocuting her, but then it's like slowly consuming her body. Yep. And then it gets to a point where only her foot's showing, but then her the bottom half of her torso breaks free and Kung Fu's the cat painting to the point where it rips, but the cat's mouth grows into slowly what the picture is, that gruesome, weird ah, kind of face. And then you see like Kung Fu's leg go in a draw and get finished eating. And then the girls are floating on one of the uh, the mats. Yeah, because the floor breaks open and it's just a, 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 a river pool of blood. Of blood. It's come, <laughs> and the bl- blood's coming out of the cat's mouth and all the fixtures and stuff. So now these two girls are floating on this. Mind you, he and I are looking at each other like, you almost what? think we're fucking insane. Honestly. But this is literally what is happening in this movie. One of our friends came to visit me yesterday because I've been home with because of my surgery. She came to visit for the first time because unfortunately my friend Alicia hurt her ankle right around the same time where I got my appointment to actually have my leg looked at. So she's been kind of doing this same like leg in a boot kind of journey as me. So she finally kind of got the clearance. She could come up our stairs because we have a, a set of stairs over here that are a bitch to get up. Anybody who has bad legs, bad an- ankles, it's good luck getting up our stairs. Like right now, I hurt for two days after trying to lift my fat ass up these stairs. God damn it. So she was like, oh yeah, this looks cool. I'll watch this with you. Alicia, I'm so glad you didn't watch us this with just us. This is a group project. I will bring this so, to a group night. I feel like someone with ADD issues as much as she has might actually be able to make it through this movie because it's constantly changing. Yeah, this movie was a ride. And I think, honestly, we're giving this to Seb and Alicia. I'm going to give this to them and be like, good luck. Godspeed, my friends. Maybe you'll understand this movie a little more than we will. Because they're very deep into Japanese culture. Yes. And so is our my friend Erica. So I'm going to let them have it first. And I'm going to give it to Erica. And I'm going to be like, your homework is tell me what the plot is. Tell me exactly what the fucking plot is of this movie. <laughs> I mean, it was a trip. So now we get to um, Professor and Fantasy are, uh, are riding on one of the mats in a room full of blood spewing from the cat mouth. For some god-known reason... Professor's glasses just happen they to fly off her head. They fly off her head, but you see the wire pull them off yeah. of her face, which made me laugh because I was like, "Some of these movies are not meant for Blu-ray, just like the Labyrinth. Some of these movies were not meant for modern technology." Right. And you see Professor like, "Oh my god, my glasses! I can't find them." She falls in the water, and then she's naked. For whatever reason, she's and just I mean, naked. I was sitting there at one point going, we're going to see vagina. We are going to ske- see little Japanese schoolgirl vagina. It's like all of a sudden. I was like, oh my God, please don't show her, her her bits. It's like all of a sudden the director just realized, hey, I can make these people naked. I can have boobs. Like, <laughs> Gorgeous was naked in the bath, which made perfect yeah. sense. You know, that's not a big deal. Um, One of the other girls got naked. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember why she was. But then... Professor was just absolutely stripped bare naked, and then she disappeared. We don't know she what happened to her. Dissolved is yes. how it's yep. described. She was in the blood, and she like her clothes disappeared, and then her torso started like morphing, and that. So it was just 
fantasy floating around on this mat. Absolutely, this girl has, is gonna have so much PTSD. So she ends up floating back to where the stairs are and Gorgeous is coming down the stairs in this outfit. Mind you, who did, who fought the aunt in the wedding dress outside? Was that Kung Fu that fought her? Um, This movie's so crazy, we're missing stuff because there's just so yeah, much. Yeah, I think... It was. It was Kung Fu that yeah, was fighting her outside. It had to be. She was the only one who actually fought yeah. people. There's a whole scene where the aunt slash gorgeous is dressed up in the Japanese wedding dress fighting one of the girls outside. And I don't remember which girl. And I don't remember at where what time this part in the movie was. I can't fucking remember it all anymore. Um, But um, Fantasy's mat floats to the stairs and gorgeous is coming down. Now, Gorgeous, for some reason, like, is kind of like Sex and Fury. Half of her boob is hanging out. Like, one of her tit is hanging out of the dress. Yeah. And then she morphs into the aunt. And then it, it looks like Fantasy just dies in her arms. Yeah, that wasn't entirely clear. I didn't understand, but Fantasy, Fantasy, you know she passes away because she says at the end when the stepmother shows up, like, oh, where are all your friends? Oh, they're all asleep. So you know all of them are dead. Yes. But, like, how did Fantasy die? Did Fantasy just pass away in her friend's arms? I'm guessing. But or you can just assume that she was killed she's like, later. She's like, there, there, my friend. How? She just bit her head off or something? I... But we get to the, the stepmother shows up because, oh, there's a whole subplot where this teacher, this male teacher was supposed to be on the train with them to go there, and he misses the train. Because yeah, this is happening throughout the entire movie. Because he fell down the stairs and got his ass stuck in a bucket. I can't make this shit up. And when we're introduced I to him can't. saying, girls, I'm not going to make it right away. I'll drive. I got to go to the emergency room. There's a little kid drumming on this ass that's stuck on his, on his, drumming on a bucket that is super glued to his ass the whole time. And I'm like, what is happening? The girls at... The house make more sense than ass bucket does. Ass bucket banana. Yeah. That's what we're going to call him. So at the end, he ends up showing up. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know why you're laughing. So this teacher finally makes it to the watermelon vendor. He finally drives there. And he gets there. And the guy's like, do you like watermelons? He's like, no, bananas, bananas. And you're like, what is happening? It cuts scene. The next morning, the stepmother shows up because well, she wouldn't. No, no, not cut scene. No, they have that argument, and then the the watermelon vendor screams and turns into a skeleton and, and falls apart. <laughs> and his head is like chittering, like right there on a string. And I'm like, and the other guy freaks out, jumps in his car, and starts screaming bananas, and has like a panic attack. Bananas, bananas. Which, which is emphasized by an edit that essentially just reverses and plays back the same clip. Oh my god! Again and again. It's like a boomerang. Uh, so the stepmom shows up because the stepmom was going to meet the girls the next day because she really wanted to talk to her new stepdaughter, wanted to get to know her. And she shows up and that fucking wind machine is blowing her hair in the breeze. Like she, when she's driving, she has the wind in her hair and then she gets out of the car and there's no wind. The trees aren't moving. That's what I thought was funny. And she stilled the wind machine behind yeah. her. So she shows up and she's like, there's no watermelons anywhere near the vendor. It's all like decrepit with vines and then pulls up near where the teacher, the chaperone's car is. And all it is is filled with bunches of bananas now with his hat on top of the bananas why <laughs> just 
Why does this happen? And the aunt start the the stepmother starts walking up to the house, all like, "This is beautiful. I love the countryside. My scarf is blowing in the wind." Shows up, and there's gorgeous opening the house, and the house is untouched. It's all put together. It looks beautiful. She has her kimono on. She sits down properly, and she's like, "Where are all your friends? Oh, they're still asleep." Don't worry, when they wake up, they'll be hungry because the stepmom is an unmarried woman. Yeah, they weren't married yet. Nope, they were not. All right. So the the future daughter is going to eat her future stepmom. How many girls were there? There were seven girls. Seven? Seven. Damn. Why? I had a small theory about that ending sequence because like, you see her opening up the house and there are multiple paintings of the white cat. So I thought there was one for each of the girls, but there's not. I thought about that because there's a wall of framed cats. Yeah. There is one wall, and it's just endless. And this this cat, these paint paintings of this cat is everywhere. So I was thinking maybe you might be onto something with that because I don't remember there being those that white cat painted on the wall like that. No, there weren't. So I'm wondering if that was if supposed every, to be every that. Every room where a girl dies, there's cat paintings. Like, oh, I'm, the cat's leaving its mark for its victims. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know, but that is literally how the movie ends. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? How you feeling? You feel I, violated? I feel. I feel like my mind has been wrapped. Has your mind whole been <laughs> fucked? Yeah. That's yeah. This one, this one was, was a experience. Ooh, me, this was a ride. I can't put it any other way. This was a fucking experience and I can't wait to get to these closing questions. All right. Do you have any more fun facts about this movie? No. Okay. You want to get rolling on the questions, buddy? Overall thoughts on the film. My overall thoughts is this is amazing. This is as ridiculous as I wanted it to be. I, when I had first seen this poster, and when you first see this poster, you're like, it's just a poster of an orange cat with a menacing eyes and mouth. It's fucking striking. And it says house. I mean, we're probably going to put it as the picture for the actual episode. Yeah. I love this. I've seen this poster in many movies. I've seen this poster around. And I've always been intrigued because they say it is a Japanese horror. And I'm like, oh my God, how frightening is this? Because they say this movie is like a cult classic. It is a favorite. People love this. It defined horror for some for something. It defined horror for something. But I never understood why. And I was so excited purchasing this. I didn't read the synopsis. I didn't look anything into this. I was so excited to own this movie. I am ten times more happy watching this now because it is fucking ridiculous. This one's going in my collection. <laughs> you can't have this one. <laughs> this, this has a home in the archive. This, this is mine. <laughs> What about you, sweetie? What are your overall thoughts on this film? All right. So after having this discussion, my overall thoughts are that this is a pretty solid film. Like, it's a good movie. It's got a good story now that I actually know what the fuck it is. Mm. It's... It doesn't hold up visually in any regard. No, it's a piece of crap that way. 
this is an experience and i can't really say that about a lot of movies most movies they come and go they're just you watch it once you never have to fucking see it again i want to watch this i want to watch <laughs> this again this is a goddamn roller coaster ride of insanity this that... is you choke up a joint you look at your friends you go you want to see some shit <laughs> Yeah, like, this is definitely a, like, drinking with your friends kind of oh movie. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, did, did you have any favorites? Oh, Kung Fu's death is my favorite. Like, just watch that scene, if you can, of her just, every time they're like, Kung Fu, help me. Wow, she's fucking Jackie Chan Bruce Leeing all over the goddamn house with a cute little... With a cute little curl in her bangs and a curl in her ponytail the entire time. Also, can we talk about how she was splitting wood at one point and the bottom of her dress just disappears and she catches it? And then for the rest of the movie, she's running around in panties. And she has a tank top and panties on. She started off with a long skirt and like a, a button-up shirt. That's how she st- That's how she fights the... Yeah. Uh, she was outside cutting wood. And she just... She, at one point, kung fu's so hard, she kung fu's out of her skirt. She just runs around in panties for the rest of the time. <laughs> that kung fu has to be my favorite character because she's so fucking ludicrously stupid. What about you? Any favorites? Uh, I'm at a toss-up between kung fu's death or um, the girl being eaten by the piano. That's pretty epic. The, they were both so outrageous and... <sighs> I think Kung Fu's I enjoyed a little more because it's just there's so much madness fucking, happening at that point. It's a circus. It is literally like everything is being thrown at the walls, quite literally. Can you imagine, okay, the director going, okay, girls, you two are going to cower in fear in the corner. You are going to be Kung Fuing shit as we throw it at you. And they're humming baskets and pictures and fucking pieces of furniture at this girl. And she's like, yeah, wah, wah. like, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall of this production (laughs) with these girls going, you want me to what? Because these girls probably were like, oh, okay, we're going to be in a fun movie. And it's a fucking laughing stock. They didn't have fun making this movie. Oh my God, they better have. Does it work? Not in fucking all. This movie doesn't work one bit. For what? So the director was going for experimental comedy horror. I believe he nailed the experimental part. The comedy is lackluster and the horror is laughable. That shouldn't be how it goes. It doesn't work. But it does. But I understand the cult following. For some reason, this movie has me like, I want a poster, I want the VHS, I want to put it on in the background of everything that, if we ever, like, film stuff, I want it in the background of Kung Fu doing all weird shit. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't. But it does. And I I, I hope I hope people understand when they watch it. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I... Ultimately, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's it's hilarious, but it's not cohesive. It's not coherent <laughs> in any form. No. It's fucking ridiculous and stupid and wacky. And like it makes no goddamn sense. We did miss a whole thing. We found out why the aunt is the aunt is like this because. She was set to marry someone right before the events of World War II. 
He went off to war and died, and she vowed to stay in the house and wait for him forever. I forgot that that happened. I just remembered that, and that's the black and white sequence you were talking you know, about. I forgot that that happened. That's the whole reason why the aunt is still there, because she's waiting for her fiancé to come back. Oh, Christ. Needless to say, it's fucking 40 years later, lady. He ain't coming back. Like, stop eating kids. Would you recommend it? Absolutely. Oh, my God. People, watch this. Watch this movie. We just gave away the whole plot, but we're not really giving away anything because it's the visuals. No, because you need to fucking see it. You have to fucking see it to understand how bonkers this fucking movie is. Oh, my God. Yes, recommend it a hundred times. I don't give a shit if you don't like reading subtitles. I don't give a shit if you don't like foreign films. Put it in your brain hole. Honestly, I completely agree. Oh like, my god. I recommend it just so you can say that you've watched it. Just so you can be like, I like, sat through the shit. It is like this is an endurance test. <laughs> like this goddamn thing. It is it moves pretty quickly, but at the end of this, you'll be able to say, I saw some shit. Honestly, <laughs> I thought reading, like, I thought going into Suspiria would be seeing some shit. No, Suspiria is a cakewalk. Suspiria is a great film. This is some shit. This is a wild ride. This is definitely going to be something that I would recommend to people looking for something to watch with friends, watching groups, watch while you're drinking, or I'm bored. doing whatever. What do you whatever. want me to watch? Try House. Why the fuck not? I don't mean house as in fucking Hugh Laurie. I mean this 1977 Japanese movie. Please, dear God, watch this. How would you make this today? (sighs) See, I'm torn between leaving it and then giving it to a new generation. This would be fun with a new, younger generation. But I don't know if I would try and go a serious route or make campier than it actually is. You see... I think that what this is should remain what it is. Yeah. However, the plot that you described to me, that like now that I know what it is, that would make a good serious film. It would. So I could take it or leave it. If somebody, if I heard tomorrow that somebody was remaking this movie. But they're taking the comedy out and going a serious horror movie route. I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, let's see it. It could be shit. It could be amazing. I mean, Japanese horror is fucking on point. It's terrifying. All right. So that brings us to the the big final question. Is this mainstream exploitation or other? This is exploitation. I'm going exploitation because it was an experimental movie at the time. That's where I'm lying. I'm going experiment. I'm going. I can't talk. I'm insane. I'm going exploitation. What about you? So, I'm actually going to not answer this myself. Ooh. I'm going to lump this in with my like my final thoughts on the film. Okay. Which are mirrored perfectly. Um, going back to this this weird watch article by Eric Fuchs. He sums up his article in the absolute perfect way, and I couldn't have said it better. Okay. He says, if the monkeys had wanted to destroy their career even further and follow up head with a horror movie, House would have been it. It's an exploitation nightmare of sight and sound with a raw energetic madness that constantly surprises you. 
Nobuhiko Obayashi does not come off as someone who really knew how to make a feature film. His editing seems to be almost trying too hard early on. It has a quality of a wedding video. But, but by the time House hits its halfway mark, Obayashi found his stride, creating a totally different language for the film. House is where the ridiculous was made horrifying, and the horrifying was made ridiculous. I could not have said that better yep. in any other way. Eric Fuchs, if you ever hear this, thank you. You summed up this fucking circus. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> the perfect movie. amount of words. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's exploitation, I win. This is exploitation. This is. I agree. Nobody asked for this. No. Nobody asked for <laughs> nobody it. Nobody wanted this. Nobody wanted it. But, but here, here we it are. Is. Oh my god. Alright. I think that brings our discussion of House to an end. Please close this DVD Blu-ray. Please put it back on the shelf for now. We, we, gotta, we gotta go back to more serious film. Don't go anywhere just yet. Please stay tuned for the coming attractions. Come get your bags, guys. This looks worse than the projects. It started out small. It's got measles bumps. It's a dick. Vampires of the insect world. A part of Mother Nature's wonder. What's so inspiring about bugs and insects and snakes? But then they grew. Don't move. There's something on your back. Get it off now! And grew. Just don't touch it if you don't know what it is. Don't touch it, it attacked me. Unimaginable. Ticks do not get this big. Unthinkable. <laughs> Unbelievable. There is a huge fire. Who was supposed to take things in this way? Where civilization ends. The nightmare begins. Everybody get up, Jack! It's not nice to mess with Mother Nature. Well, Leah, I guess it's it, it's time. When you told me how much you paid for this movie, <laughs> we just we, we this was our first year of dating when you bought this, if I remember, like first year. Um, no, or maybe second. We, I wasn't living here yet when you bought this. No, this was before you moved in, but I had been here for a while, so. And I remember you being like, oh, "So, uh, so I made a decision." I was like, "Oh, okay. What did you do?" You're like, "I bought a film." Okay, bought a film for seventy dollars. Seventy something. I think 70 it was like seventy three and change. A Blu-ray of this movie. I don't know what this movie is. It's just called Ticks. But this is a movie you liked as a kid. Yes. So my history with this movie started early on. Um, my grandmother had this videotaped, I think. I wasn't. I don't know if she taped it off of television. So this was a Black no, no, Spine no. movie? She she taped this off of... I think she taped it, taped it off of a rental. Oh my god. And... I had watched that version growing up many times. 
And this movie, I remembered it fondly. It was cheesy little creature feature with pra- all practical effects. It's got it stars Seth Green. What? And uh, Clint Howard is in it. Like it's. I don't know anything about this movie. <laughs> I just know it exists in my house, and it is the most expensive movie he owns. No, it is not, not anymore because of Faces of Death. No. No, which one? Darkness. Darkness. This was the most. This is the second most expensive movie in the house. Yes, single movie. Yes, because uh, Darkness is what a couple a couple of films. No, uh, Leif Yonker's Darkness is one movie, but it's so rare that every copy that you can find of it is hundreds of dollars. How much did you spend on yours? I got super lucky when I finally tracked down that movie. I found somebody selling a copy on Mercari for 79 and change. Damn, you got it for a steal, man. Every other copy out there is like two to three hundred dollars minimum. Is that in our wheelhouse? It is. Oh, Christ. That movie I'm terrified to watch. I can't cannot wait to get to that one but before then we have to get through ticks this one's fun it's a little creature gross out movie it's i think you're gonna at least laugh at it hopefully it's not as much of a mind fuck as this movie it's was. nowhere near as much <laughs> of a mind fuck as this movie it's pretty straightforward like an arachnophobia straightforward yeah okay all right hopefully we won't I won't be crying as much as I did in the Rectophobia with this one, but we never know. Well, it, it is ticks. Oh. <laughs> and if you live here in the Northeast, you fucking hate ticks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're... Anyways, let's get off the creepy crawly subject. Then that brings this episode to an end. Hey, hey uh, we're going to close this house. That means we're going to buy it. No, we don't want to buy that. We're not buying that house. Why not? No, because I'm going to get eaten by unmarried ladies. <laughs> I don't want to. I am not wed yet. Nor will I ever be. If you want to keep up with everything that we're doing, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. Find us on Discord where you can chat with Leah about Yo. movies or whatever the hell you want. Yeah. About this crappy ass movie. <laughs> All the links for everything are going to be down in the show notes. Listen to us, give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. New episodes come up first thing every Monday morning. If you like what we're doing and you want to show us some support, you can find all that information down below. We've got a Patreon. You can support us directly through Acast. Get yourself some fun rewards, some exclusive content soon. But until next week, I'm Sean. I'm Leah. Thanks for listening and keep watching. Peace. squeamish. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic Autobotulinum Toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.